0: Hello and welcome to Couch Church. I'm Rev. Kathy Ridd. Today we're reflecting on a passage from Matthew chapter 25, commencing at verse 31. Jesus said to his disciples, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, And he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at the left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. And gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand You that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me. Naked and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. This week we're celebrating the Feast of Christ the King, and the Feast of Christ the King is a good day to ask some important questions. What is Christ the King like? What does that mean for us? What do we picture when we think of a king? Well, back in May this year, many of us watched the coronation of a king, King Charles III. Increasingly, for many of us in Australia, the whole idea of having a king doesn't seem particularly relevant. But whether we are for or against the monarchy, The reality is that for most of us, the British royal family is our only point of reference for understanding what a king or queen is like. Many of us have grown up with stories not only of the current royal family, but of their ancestors, the kings and queens of the past. These stories and histories create a picture of what a king is like, and we might not realise it but these ideas can affect how we picture what Christ the King is like, too. We can build up an image of Christ the King that is based on the behaviour and the expectations of human kings. The stories from many centuries tell us that human kings sent out ships and armies to conquer the world in their name. The people who went out in the name of the king did terrible damage, to the people and places they invaded and colonised. They did terrible damage in the name of the king. Just look at the harm done to the First Nations people here in Australia by the British. These people who colonised Australia in the name of the king thought of themselves as superior to the people who were already here. And sadly, many of the Christian missionaries who came with them had the same attitude. Those missionaries came thinking of themselves as superior to the people who were already here because of where they came from, the colour of their skin, what they believed, and how they believed. These missionaries, and I have to say it wasn't just the early ones, but right up until quite recently, Christian missionaries were not ready to accept that God had already revealed himself to the Aboriginal people in some ways, different ways. And yes, the Christian message enhanced and completed what the Aboriginal people already knew of God. But the missionaries were not prepared to listen to that. And so they did their best to wipe out, to crush, to punish the Aboriginal people's way of connecting with God, of worshipping God. We have an example in St. Mary's in Ballina. We have a rainbow spirit, altar frontal. It depicts the rainbow spirit, a rainbow-coloured snake with eggs. And that image represents creator God. I know this image causes disquiet for some. And I want us to reflect on that a little. The symbol of Creator God, which is so important to our Aboriginal sisters and brothers, was dismissed by the Christian missionaries and the church in the past. They said it's a symbol of the snake in the garden, and it shows that these people are just primitive heathens. The Christian missionaries came here to tell of God and of Jesus, but they weren't ready to accept that the Aboriginal people already knew God, Daddy God, Creator God. And so the missionaries took away the rainbow spirit image from the Aboriginal people. This image which represents God, the Creator, whom they already knew and loved. And you know, those Christian missionaries were very wrong. It's not a new thing for a snake to be used as a symbol of our faith. In the Old Testament, Moses raised up a serpent on a staff as a sign of healing from God. Jesus himself talked about this and said he would be lifted up just as Moses lifted up the serpent. It's taken 250 years of struggle for Aboriginal Christians to be able to reclaim this symbol of the Rainbow Spirit, their symbol of Creator God and they seek to share it with us, us who are from different backgrounds. I hope this symbol might remind us to be humble and not superior when sharing our faith with others, and when listening to others share their faith. Because God goes ahead of us and moves in people in ways we can't always understand. Those Christian missionaries came here in the name of the King of Britain, and in the name of Christ the King. Well, the way that they crushed the spirit of the Aboriginal people might have represented the King of Britain, but it certainly didn't represent Christ the King. Christ is a different kind of king, a servant king. Unfortunately, over the last 2,000 years, we've rather lost sight of Christ the servant king. We've moved away from what Jesus himself told us and showed us about the sort of king he is. I think if we think about his earthly life and ministry, we can pretty easily list some of the ways that Jesus obviously was a servant king. He was born into a family with no power. He didn't live in a palace. He was a wandering teacher with no money. We can see what a different kind of king he was then, when he walked the earth. But what about now? What about the risen Jesus? Is that servant king stuff just about when he lived among us? Surely Christ the King is all-powerful now. Isn't he sitting in glory on a throne like a proper king? Before we get too carried away, creating Christ the King in our own image of what a king is like, Let's listen to Jesus himself. In today's Gospel, he reminds us that he, Christ the King, is still the servant king. Not just back then, but now. So much of a servant that we can find him in those who are hungry, those who long to be welcomed, those who are trapped and imprisoned. And an important point for us to notice is that when Jesus says this, he's talking in particular about Christian people. We see King Jesus in the face of the Christian who is hungry to be included, longs to be welcomed, desperate to be freed from prejudice and oppression. Do we welcome and include other believers, the ones who look different to us, the ones who worship differently, to us Jesus says when we do just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family you did it to me like those christian missionaries of the past it's very easy for us to feel disconnected from people who don't worship exactly like us perhaps even to think of them not as members of Christ's family but our king jesus calls us to have servant hearts, just as he does, to look at others and see them as Christ sees them, to see Christ in them. I hope our rainbow spirit, altar frontal, in our Ballina Church, will be a reminder to us to be humble, to be open, to have servant hearts, to recognise that God speaks to people in many different ways and so to recognise all the members of Christ's family. Let's end with a prayer. Christ our King, help us to have servant hearts just as you do. Help us to value all your children, to recognise all the members of your family. Help us to work for reconciliation and peace in this land. We pray this in your name, the name of our servant King. Amen.